the comments heard on The View from a Pew are those of Mac McCoy and are not necessarily the opinions of his guests, his producer Garth, any one particular denomination or religion, the church lady, Mr. Lemke, Pastor Craig, or anyone else of sound mind and body. Now here is today's The View from a Pew, heard all around the world on YouTube. Just search for The View from a Pew. Thank you, Emily, on this beautiful Wednesday morning. I'm Mac McCoy, along with my co-host, Delmar Austin. And this week, the conversation is a great conversation. What the Bible says about the Messiah and the coming of the Messiah. On Monday, we read through some verses that made it clear, especially in Isaiah, who the Messiah would be, not by name, but what he would be, what he would do. And now today we're getting into the Messiah Restorer and what Jesus came to do there. Go ahead, Pastor. We talked yesterday about Jesus as the Messiah Redeemer. He came into this world to carry out God's plan of salvation for mankind. And today, we're just, we're adding on to that because part of the the process of redemption is the process of restoration. When sin came into this world, sin caused a lot of havoc. And what Jesus comes to do is to change all that. And he does that by redeeming us. And as he changes our life, there's restoration that takes place in this world. And, and Mac, I think really one of the very important things that needs to be noted here and remembered is that the, the messianic prophecies told about this, and they told about it clearly. And if people had been reading the Old Testament, and they had, if they had been reading the prophecies that had been given, they would have understood better. They would have, they would have, maybe more would have accepted Jesus as the Messiah. There were only really a handful compared to the total number that ended up rejecting Jesus because they didn't really understand. And it just begs the question, are we listening today? Are we listening to what scripture is really saying? Yeah. So, so what does the Bible say about Jesus coming to bring about restoration? Well, let's think, first of all, about a story in the early ministry of Jesus. Jesus goes to his hometown, Nazareth. Which you're never welcomed in your hometown. No, it never usually works out. It yeah. didn't work out for Jesus here. Jesus goes back, and he goes to the synagogue on the Sabbath day. And they recognize, oh, it's a hometown boy. Let's ask him if he will read the yep. scriptures today. Yep. So Jesus gets up, and, and we're going to read it from Luke chapter 4. Uh, it's in uh, more Gospels uh, in your Bible. Uh, two other Gospels tell the story, but in Luke, it tells a more complete story. Luke chapter 4, beginning in verse 16. So he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, and as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. And he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written. And now he quotes. He quotes a messianic prophecy. He is the Messiah. And he quotes this prophecy that comes from Isaiah that says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. 
because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Uh, He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, uh, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. And then it says, Jesus closes the book and he hands it back to the attendant. He sits down and it's what he really says next that causes a lot of hostility. He says to them, today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. Wow. (laughs) He's applying that messianic prophecy to himself. Yeah. But it's very clear from that prophecy that the role of the Messiah is to come and to be a restorer, to restore what God had originally intended for mankind and for this world. And that restoration won't be complete, of course, until Jesus' second advent when he returns again. But already he's working on restoring, and he's restoring men and women, because it's, it's those that he mentions here, the poor, the brokenhearted, the captives, the blind, the oppressed. Jesus is coming to restore their lives and give them hope to live in this world again. Yeah, one of my favorite verses is that Jesus has come to do just that, to to set the captives free, to restore those of us who believe in him and have been waiting for him. And it's just one of my favorite verses. I love it. You were telling uh, me today earlier about uh, different uh, experiences that people had had where God had worked in their life and he brought about some healing and some restoration. That's what our testimonies are about, what God is doing. In this prophecy in Isaiah chapter 61, after the words that Jesus quoted, it goes on to say in verse uh, 4, And they shall rebuild the old ruins, they shall raise up the former desolations, they shall repair the ruined cities, the desolations of many generations. Now, Isaiah here, who's writing these words, is telling about what is going to happen when Israel is rebuilt again. Mm. Well, what happens to Israel in history? Israel is, has not been faithful to, to God. Right. And the prophets tell about this, you know, through book after book. And what happens is eventually different foreign nations come in. The Assyrians come in. The, then uh, the Babylonians come in. And they, they destroy the cities in Israel. And they carry the people away. And they're in captivity. And we've, we've studied about that before. They're in captivity for a long time. And then God brings them back again. He finally brings them back to the land, and they restore all the places that had been torn down, even the city of Jerusalem and the temple, Solomon's temple, which had been destroyed, is rebuilt again. And and the walls of Jerusalem are, are built. God is about restoration, about bringing restoration to the world. And, and that is, that was, that was what was prophesied and was so clear. What Jesus came to do as the Messiah was to redeem mankind and to help bring restoration into his life. 
Delmar Austin is my co-host. My name is Mac McCoy, and you can reach us through email at Mac, M-A-C, kind of like macaroni, at theviewfromapew.com, and we'd love to hear from you. It, it, it's so strange to try to put yourself back in that place of when this is all happening. And I just watched that scene the other day on The Chosen, which is a television show that's just doing so very well. I'm so proud of those guys. And it, it was that moment in which Jesus read the scroll and then put it down, and he identified himself as the Messiah. And in the TV show, uh, they took him out. We're going to throw him over a mountain. That's right. Well, that's what the scriptures tell yeah. us. That's what the story was. Well, they wanted to kill Jesus. Yeah. And and it was the first time the character who was playing Jesus got a little sideways. And he looked at him and said, not on this day. No. And he walked right through the guards. That's right. Because Jesus was yet to fulfill all the things yep. that the prophecies said about yep. the Messiah. Yep. When Jesus came to this earth, he knew what his mission was. He knew what his purpose was, and the people around could have known if they had been carefully studying Scripture. Did all of the prophecies about the Messiah come true that we're aware of? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes, I believe so. And we could go over them one by one and explain each one. But we're, we're looking at some of the main ones. And one of the early ones, again, in the book of Genesis, is a promise that is made to Abraham. Yeah. Okay? This is when, um, this is after the time of the flood, probably several hundred years afterwards. And there are not many people that are following God. But there is a man who has a heart open to listen to God, and his name is Abram. And God says, Abram, I want you to, to go to a land that I'm going to show you, and I'm going to bless you. Even though you're old, you and your wife are going to have a child. Yeah. Oh, yeah, right. Uh-huh. And Abram doesn't really believe it, I don't no. think. But he does follow God, and as God speaks again to him, he says... I will bless those who bless you. I will curse him who curses you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. The whole world is going to be blessed because of you, Abram. What did Abram do? He had a son, and that son had a son, and that son had a son. And it went down through, a, through many, many descendants. And from that line of Abram, one is born who is the Messiah. That's what God was telling him. The Messiah will be born, and the Messiah was not just a king of Judah, not just a king of Israel. The Messiah would bring blessings to this world, the blessings of salvation that are available to all, both the children of Israel, the Jewish people, and to the Gentile world. Everyone would be blessed by what Jesus would do. And Abram, who became Abraham, and eventually um, did have a child through his wife, but he also had a child through someone else because he didn't really believe that God was going to give him a child through his wife because she was also up in those years. I don't know how old, but older than childbearing years. 
because because Abraham had a difficulty with faith, which is our yeah. problem too. Yeah, but he had a hard time believing that God would fulfill His promises. God does. God fulfilled those promises through Jesus when he came as the Messiah and when he died for the sins of the world. The whole world is given the gift or it's made available to the whole world to receive salvation because of what Jesus has done. You had commented on my Bible study, my men's Bible study that I facilitate. I don't teach. Jesus teaches. I facilitate. And one man spoke of a miracle that happened with his son 40 years ago. His son accidentally poked himself in the eye with a needle. And the wife said, oh, we're going to take him to the hospital and see if this is all right. No, no, no. Just call the doctor. Called the doctor, come to the hospital right away, brought in these eye specialists, and he had put a needle all the way through oh my. his eyes. So they gave him stitches on the top and stitches on the bottom, but they told him that he'd never have 20-20 vision. He'd probably wear glasses for the rest of his life. Well, right before they did the surgery, the little boy said to his father, can we pray, please? And the father said, well, sure. And the little boy said, God, please make it not hurt. And the surgeons were amazed that it never hurt him. Wow. He, he, he was restored with 20-20 vision and to this day has uh, very little pain in his life. Amazing. That's, Amazing that's story. That's a prayer that lasts a lifetime. Jesus restores. <laughs> yeah. And that's what we've just talked about this hour. Now, we're going to come back tomorrow and talk about the Messiah is rejected. The Messiah is rejected, despised and rejected by men. That's coming up tomorrow right here on your local radio station, on YouTube, and all kinds of different pod sites. Remember, it's The View from a Pew, and we thank DivineTruthChristian.com for being our worldwide sponsor. See you tomorrow. Divine Truth